Imagine, if you will, a completely useless and irrelevant podcast. You don't have to. You've downloaded this one. Where two of the three hosts are connected by a third who isn't nearly as smart or funny as they are, but yet does most of the talking. Biff, the smart one, a Japanese native and resident of California by way of Toronto, is a computer programmer, yet is plagued by tech issues most episodes. Biff has played hockey with Jacques since the late 90s. But if Biff is so smart, why does he continue to co-host this podcast? Joe, considered by all who know him, including all the comedian guests they've had, to be the funniest person they know. Yet Joe says the only funny thing about him is his life is a joke. Gifted or cursed, you decide, with encyclopedic knowledge of video games, game shows, and 80 sitcoms. Then there's Jacques. What can be said about Jacques he won't say about himself repeatedly over the course of this episode, as he has every episode before of this Batman Forsaken podcast? The signpost up ahead says turn around, stop listening, but you're still here, sad. You've just crossed over into the Carnival Personnel Podcast. So, I'm dumb. Hey, Biff, why doesn't Santa have any kids of his own? I'm sorry, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> All right, Wendy. <laughs> yes. Why doesn't yes. Santa have any kids of his own? Why don't Santa have any kids of his own? He only comes once a year. Okay. <laughs> once, once a year. Hey, hey but Biff. he comes eighteen million times. Right, but only once to. Anyways, I'm not doing math. You, you promised me no math. Um, this is a simple one. Biff, why did Santa go to the strip club? Why, why did Santa go to the strip club? To see the ho ho hoes. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what? Today is Christmas, and first of all, I gotta say, anybody listening to this on Christmas, um, why? <laughs> just, just <laughs> your saddest Christmas ever. <laughs> Anyways, welcome to Connor for Personnel. This is Jacques. Hi, this is Biff. It's beginning to look a lot <laughs> like Christmas. Thank you. Every, thank you so much. Everywhere. Thank you so much. Oh, you've been a great crowd. Mm. Hi, this is Joe. Hi. Gosh, see, that's we how go. we're going to get started. Anyways, <laughs> so it is Christmas. I hope everybody's having a great Christmas. Biff, how's your Christmas morning going? Oh, you know, um, yeah, you know, we opened up with uh, some uh, spiked eggnog and uh, um, yeah, what are you talking about? You know, you don't <laughs> want to know my, you know, and we're going to go ahead to uh, the Kentucky Fried Chicken for our uh, traditional <laughs> Christmas dinner. Nice. I'm still, still, I'm still loving that. I, I love that you knew that, Joe. No, I knew it because Biff told us last year. <laughs> and I have a memory. And you listen. A very long one. Enemies. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
I have a pretty great memory. And I remember all the way back to last week's sideshow with Bill Fay. Mm, yeah. That was fantastic. It, it, it is the, you know, the one of the rare times where it, you know, the actual conversation is probably relatively universally, you know, fascinating, right? I mean, you know, all this you yeah. know, inside stuff about movies and movie making. Yeah, it's just just fantastic. And, you know, obviously he's such an engaging guy, right? So that certainly, you know, helps a lot, but certainly, yeah, what a, what an amazing uh, conversation that was. And it helps to have a guest that Jack won't talk over. You know, like, true. somebody who he defers to in a conversation. Uh, it doesn't happen. Up. No. And, and what's awesome is truly you could do an inside podcast on every movie he's done. You could do 10 on just the hangover, you know, um, yeah. and any one of the other projects that he has. And it was so much fun. And it also let me uh, – Send that send that episode to a bunch of friends who I haven't maybe talked to, some in the industry and some in other really different industries, saying, "Hey, Bill just did this episode. Maybe, maybe you should do this episode." <laughs> and the feedback has been great. And then a lot of the people who listened to it, you know, wrote back saying, "Dude, that was just what you said, Biff. So amazing." And we didn't even touch on a bunch of the incredible stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bill came over to visit me in Qatar and. That alone is is worthy of like three mm. podcasts because we met with the head financial minister of the country. Right, right, right. You were telling me about that. Yeah, right. Because they because all these moves. So we're there in 2014, and just a couple years before that, Mission Impossible was shot in Dubai. Star Wars was shot in Dubai, and they 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 had some missteps trying to get into the film industry. Qatar did, and that's why we brought Bill over. Somebody approached me. Yeah. Said, hey, we're trying to do movies. You've done a movie, or you know, can you? Right. And, and that's when you know Bill came over. It was fantastic. We, yeah. you know, I, I set up some some lectures at Carnegie Mellon and Cornell, which is interesting. If you look up, you know, universe uh, uh, is it College City, University City, inside Doha thing. But over the last couple of years, we've had, you know, Paul from the Food Network, like Ronick, some incredibly accomplished, accomplished people, but Bill was just so fun and engaging. And that maybe was... we have to wait for your celebrity friends to leave the business first. And then... <laughs> so it is Christmas. Biff, do you do you watch? Yeah, I'm guessing. I know the answer is no. Uh, maybe you watch some classic NHL games played on Christmas. But but Joe, how many Christmas show specials have you watched in the last week or two? Eh, a handful. I watched Christmas Vacation. I watched Scrooged. I saw a couple of the like Rankin Bass cartoons, a Garfield Christmas from 1987. Don't sleep on it. It's a good <laughs> special. It's really good. Who does, who does the voice? Um, Lorenzo Music. Okay. And and uh, and, and David S. Lander is plays Jim. Um, uh, what? Not, what uh, who, His owner. Yeah, who's the owner's brother? Uh, who's the owner? Uh oh. Who owns Garfield? Quinn? Jim. Jim. It, I don't know. Is it, uh, well, Jim Davis. Is the no, no, oh, I see, right? Yeah, who is the oh my god, yeah, um, I don't even the oh. tuffle of hair, like, yeah, 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 I, I, I'm seeing it. I like, I, I picture the guy, the special. Yeah. <laughs> you watch the special, oh watch man, the special already. yeah, oh my god, I'm all, you know, this is showing my um, my dementia, my early onset dementia, like, I five, no. uh, yeah, getting warmer, I suppose, <laughs> but uh, David Slander, you know him as Squiggy, oh, uh, so oh. Squiggy does a voice, no, and love him. As Squiggy. Yes, uh, loved him. Oh, right. He has since passed. Rest in peace. Rest in power. 
I say. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, yeah, I've been watching a bunch of Christmas specials. I, I still have to watch, you know, uh, Cryathon 1946. Yep. Uh, it's a Wonderful Life. But I'm saving that for Christmas Eve, which has already occurred, according to the space-time continuum that we're putting out there <laughs> with this podcast. You know, it, it's going to be interesting because uh, management and I have a friend who's staying over with us on Christmas. Um, a great, great, great friend. Uh, she's Jewish and she has joint custody of her son and her ex-husband, you know, celebrates Christmas. So she doesn't, she celebrated Christmas when they were married, but now she's Christmas. She doesn't have her kids. So she's like, uh, management said, well, why don't you come on over? So I don't know if I can watch a wonderful life in front of other people. I don't think so. No, but no, I, no. You watch that quietly in a corner in shame. But, but even, I, I, even I going to go get Chinese food for her? <laughs> they they might um but i can't even watch Scrooge. so i can watch like things like prep 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 and landing yeah. is i cannot believe so prep and landing for the uninitiated is a disney cgi short that has like dave foley as like the lead hmm, okay. uh elf you're like two okay. elves they're like they're like the uh they're, they're almost like a seal team six for santa oh. <laughs> okay and they have to like they're on like a mission in a house or something i, I don't i forget i'm fogging on the details because i haven't watched it a thousand times well yeah. it's called prep for landing and so they go in first and prep get and the landing. house yeah prep and landing they go in the house and get it all set for santa you know little things like making sure that the stockings like they, they take like an air like hose thing to inflate them so he can just drop the presents in and scan the cookies for nuts. Because <laughs> like, I guess, you know, Santa might have a walnut allergy. You know, make sure that like no kids are up, that kind of thing. And then they go on the roof and they put down like the track lighting type thing to kind of, you know, guide them in and stuff like that. It's great. It, it, it's fun. And then, you know, it had a sequel. I will. I, I, I watched just the other night, I don't know how many times this makes it. It's not, not top five, you know. But but Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street is great. I, I Which used, version? The original. Oh, oh the original. Yeah, yeah. Original, okay. I mean, I used to watch it. Honestly, as a kid, I didn't really watch it a lot. And in my twenties, I didn't watch it a lot. And then I got married, and it was one one of my wife's favorite movies. So I was like, "What the fuck is this shit? All right, I'm gonna watch this pussy ass movie. Why am I crying? Why am I crying?" <laughs> And, you know, oh my God! The Dutch girl is being spoken to oh! San- by oh! in- by Santa. I have to leave the room for some reason. <laughs> I'll be back. Don't worry. Oh, <laughs> oh, uh, we got you know we got to stop the ho- we got to stop the car at the end of the movie to run into a house. Why is she running into the house? What does that cane mean? Why are they <laughs> hugging? What's going on here? And why is my face so wet? <laughs> It is. It, that, that's how I cry about it. It's so <laughs> it's me yelling at the earth. It's so, <laughs> it is. It is so great. I do. I'm, I'm not over the season at all. Um, I got to say, uh, management gets home tonight. Uh, it's a couple days before Christmas as we're recording. And uh, she's not coming home to a winter wonderland. We had a bad windstorm the okay. other day. And uh, the 12 foot skeleton did not make it. Ooh. Uh, yeah, neither did the. Ooh. We have this bat wing, this like man bat looking demon thing that was okay. pretty awesome. Yep. Same thing. It's just, mm. I will say, the storm before, like the Jack Skellington didn't make it. The company I called who, who makes these, 
were so fantastic. I've not dealt with some, I literally, the guy's like, I'm like, he goes, oh, when do you buy, blah, blah, blah. I said, oh, I can look up the receipt. I can send. He goes, no, no, you know, is it the left foot, right foot? Oh, we only have a, one left or two left in stock. What's your address? We'll deal with the paperwork later. Let me get this right out to you. And, we'll, and I'm like, what is going, what is it, 1963? Why is this guy? Were they, were they wearing a Texaco a uniform? <laughs> right, you know. They're going to like, you know, check your tire inflation level and uh, yeah. It, it was. And so as Joe, you know, rolled into the humble abode today, there's a giant uh, little, little uh, uh, mesh unit for the, the Jack Skellington's laid out, the skeleton. I mean, they it was can... like the, the that scene from Gone with the Wind. <laughs> you know, like all like, the soldiers are just laid out, sprawled out on the uh, battlefield. Yeah. I mean, they can all be repaired and they're all under warranty. So it's great. But I don't know how to tether them better than so you know it's a 12-foot skeleton it, it has this large base i put extra cinder blocks on the base and when i went out there like that's how windy it was so we haven't had snow yet but we've had a couple really wind storms with if advisory. only you knew somebody that was a an expert in aerodynamics like if <laughs> only there was like somebody that you had, could maybe i don't know i'm just talking about loud thinking out loud well, everybody it, talks out loud stupid you know that's why we we have one of them placed you know beside the tree thinking okay well the wind usually comes from this way to this way this will you know hedge our bets <laughs> put it on this side first but you know what uh first world problems but i'm really this is the, the other problem that we're having for christmas and this is something we talked with our boys about our boys um are spoiled and entitled and we don't have anything to give them for wait 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 are you white um, yeah, oh no Most i'm kidding one, i'm kidding the little one he's getting a little overboard with making white privilege jokes uh, <laughs> y- you know i i he had a couple of his buddies over from his football team and I'm having a little yard work i'm like hey you guys want to make some money they're like, yeah, I'm like, okay, rake these leaves here, throw them over here, blah, blah, blah. I go in the house. I come out like 20 minutes later. He's not there. He went in the house to like, you know, get something. His friends are working the butt off. And I'm like, Squish, you know, your friends are doing all the work. And he points to his form and goes, yeah, I'm white. So I'm like, okay, that's fine. So I paid his friends and not him. I'm like, okay, you know, if you don't want to work, that's absolutely fine. The new FIFA came out two weeks ago when you talked about this on the podcast just a couple weeks ago joe it used to be you waited for christmas to get this or that now up this new game came out yeah i'm getting it today and playing it tonight day one doesn't matter how buggy it is there's usually a day one patch download that comes with it right yeah but there's no waiting for christmas when there's new games coming out you know you you wait for a new console Maybe, but again, none of these rules apply to adults. It's all about like kids have to wait. Kids should be waiting until Christmas for big purchases. But you know, if you have uh, you know slacker parents who cave at the first sign of inconvenience to their kids not getting what they want immediately, then yeah, you get these problems, <laughs> right? Well, <laughs> but that's the thing. It's like the little guy. The little guy doesn't really want anything. Uh, his whole life yeah. is football. He already has the four or five jerseys for his favorite players, you know, from, from different teams. 
there's no tickets to buy for games coming up. Yeah. Then yeah. I guess he got you something for Christmas this year. <laughs> yeah, anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, and the older one, the same thing. His birthday was in September, and it, you know he he had a we we got him a gaming computer, but he it took him a year to get it. You know he was going to get it last yeah. Christmas. Didn't hit certain benchmarks to qualify him for the you know retention <laughs> bonus with the company, and you know time kind of slipped on on by. He finally so he didn't get last Christmas. So nine months later, but that's his whole life. Like everything he already has, he's playing the same games he's been playing for a couple of years. He's not like oh this new game that new game. So they don't have anything to to really get them. So we're going to. We've got a bunch of presents and we're going to, you know, go do some outreach and some charity. And there's some families that when we were doing the food delivery for during the pandemic that we've kind of stayed in touch with. So we've got presents for some of those kids. So we're going to go and That's do cool. that. That's yeah. Yeah, That's so, cool. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, so that, but you I think you're better than me. Uh, yeah, a little bit. You are. Well, actually, you know, so we're getting, you know, the next thing is comedy. Um, so, you know, no real updates. So, uh, you got anything, Biff, before we move on? No. <laughs> oh, no, actually, I do. I do. I do. You know, uh, you know obviously, this is the uh, the weekend of the annual FNH uh, gift exchange. So just another rousing um, uh, time. Uh, I And um, I did see uh, Maria Dennis, who was a you know, surprise uh, 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 with her surprise appearance. So I got to chat with her a little bit. So. We'll talk offline about what we talked about in terms of how we can coordinate, you know, you know, chatting with her. Can, but, can, can we mention who Maria Dennis is? Of course, yeah. Maria Dennis is in the in the legal department of the NHL. Um, she lifelong hockey player. You know, she was an elite player in the '90s, but unfortunately, kind of before the uh, that Olympic waves really started. But you know, since then, uh, you know, and obviously we've known her for whatever since the you know. I, I think for me it was like the late '90s. Um, but a terrific, terrific hockey player and just the just the sweetest, nicest person. But um, so but I think how long has she been at the NHL? Like, so she's been a lawyer, and maybe what seven or eight years ago? I think, she, I, she, I think it's she's been up in Toronto close to a decade. Yeah, so yeah, she's I think been, before uh, I left. I left LA in 2014. Oh, so yeah, maybe so maybe so. Anyway, so she works in the uh, legal uh in the legal wing of the NHL, and so um. You know, obviously, she probably has some great insights and a lot of things that I want to know about that she can't tell me about. But, you know, but the, so the obviously, you know. the off air conversation will be awesome. No, I've known her, um, the starter wife, you know, played for hockey and, and Maria was instrumental. And it's funny because she knew Ben Smith was the Olympic coach for maybe five Olympics, about 20 years. Ben mm -hmm. Smith yeah. was the Olympic coach again. It never ceases to amaze me how small the world is. There's eight and a half, nine billion people. But really, there's only like 300. Um, <laughs> our, our really good friend, All-Star Tommy, who listens to this podcast, he and his wife both played at Yale, I want to say 91 to 94, or 80 to 84, 81. Something around that range, yeah. And... Like, you know, after college, they didn't stay in contact with certain people. They all, they wind up in L.A. We met Tommy around like 98, 99, 97, yeah. and, you know, in that window. Maria Dennis played on the Yale team with his wife. <laughs> yeah. And do you remember 
what Maria's nickname in college was? Oh, actually, I had never heard this. The franchise. Oh, nice. I mean, like she, I said, she was known as the franchise. Freaking, freaking terrific uh, hockey player. And, I mean, and, and our in our pickup on Friday, at one point there was a there was a window where Friday was pretty darn good. But yeah. Maria and I played um, sometimes on Sunday morning. That Sunday morning pickup. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, with with, uh, with the, Brent, the Brent Holt Junior. The one and, that the Team Easton guys played on, I think. Right. right the one in Panorama City, yeah. I mean, lots of ex yeah. guys in the show. And so yeah. and she's she's what, five three, hundred and twenty pounds soaking wet with the gear. Sure. Smartest player yeah. I've ever played with. Yeah. Like yeah. like was truly not to at least three steps ahead. Yeah, and it no. wasn't like guys took it easy on her. She was just so she just played on a different so well, yeah, I mean, level. let's just say, you know, like, you know, these elite guys don't complain about, you know, a girl being on the ice when the girl is Maria Dennis, right? I mean, <laughs> there's few and far exceptions in between. Yeah. And any great gifts this year? Uh, you know, I'm, like I said, this is where, like, you know, my upbringing as a Japanese national mixed Christmas just like, eh, you know, I'm like, mm. so, yeah. Cause and 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 I'm an aw- I'm an awful person to buy for like you know my family complains because if I want something you know I just kind of get it so. But the fr- but the Friday night so that those yeah. gifts exchanges yeah. like I said that you know yeah, I came home with a b- bottle of whiskey so it was great and the- I, you know what's what's really great and you know I at the end Maria was uh, there was extra gifts because you know I think a couple people bought extra gifts so other people can participate. Maria got a very nice bottle of whiskey. She said, I don't drink, uh, you know, I don't, you know, and, and some cigars. She goes, I, I, I don't do any of this stuff. Biff, why don't you take it home today? So I also got Maria's gift. So what a sweetheart. <laughs> um, no, I'm, I'm glad that worked out. Those, those are always fun. Uh, what also is fun is when you have friends like Joe. So I'll be sitting home. Who needs enemies, right? <laughs> Minding my own business. And Joe is my personal curator for different podcasts and different YouTube things. Yeah. And I, I, I think his batting average is a little north of a thousand when mm-hmm. you can call me your Al Joe rhythm. <laughs> well, he's got to go now, but I got to go. I, I, that's the sign to leave. But just the other day, he sent me this great, like last week, he found this documentary um, documenting the the amazing friendship between Bob Newhart and Don Rickles, two of our favorite people. And now, the other day, he found some. I haven't seen it, and it was like, oh, I thought I knew everything about the 1950s Superman, you know, TV show. I did not, but but Joe found that and sent it. I, you know, the internet is is just a cesspool. It does documentaries about cesspool run by like you know people who love cesspoolians. But then there's these nuggets of man, there's people out there who really are nerdier than me, uh, you know, nerdier than Joe, really good at editing. Who put out these? I mean, I, I can't imagine that there's more than like ten thousand people who this would possibly be interesting to. I watched it twice. Yeah, <clears throat> so. I follow a channel on YouTube called Knickknacks, and it's it's of, basically for people of my generation who grew up watching Nickelodeon, like in the 80s and 90s. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so this one channel called Pop Arena, they have this series called Knickknacks in which they will document um, every show 
ever aired on Nickelodeon since its inception in 1979 in chronological order of air date. And they're up to episode 100 right now, but episode or episode 99. But in episode 98 was The Adventures of Superman because it aired on Nickelodeon in like 90, 91 to like 92 kind of thing. And um, so they did a whole like deep dive on like an hour long deep dive on the adventures of Superman from the fifties. But then they also, it's not just the show. It's what the show's place was on the Nickelodeon lineup. And also like a little history of Superman for the uninitiated, because every show that they cover, you have to kind of give some background on, but it was fascinating to me because I'm not the hugest Superman fan. I like Superman, but I knew Jacques is. So I'm like, you know, I don't know if Jacques's going to like this or he's going to be like, actually, he's wrong here. You know, <laughs> if he was like, actually me on the video. But no, I ended up, I guess, teaching you a thing or two about the man George Reeves with an S at the end. Yep. And not Christopher Reeve with no S at the end. Um, although I didn't know what your take. How did you, uh, did you appreciate the uh, author's or the narrator's take on the cameo and flash at the end of the video? He basically called... So if it's a spoiler alert. In the, in the Flash movie, there's a scene in which you see every Superman uh, in like, you know, um, ever appear. Like, but they're all CG. Like, so you see a CG George Reeves, you see a CG Christopher Reeves, you see a CG Nick Cage, and you know he, the author said, or the the, the narrator from the video said, yeah, I don't know, this this just stunk. Like this, these are just corpses on strings you know <laughs> see, see, well you know putting putting it in perspective in the new flash movie it's one of those multiverse things where where you know flash breaks a rule about you know going back in time and trying to change something because you know the butterfly effect and while going back in time he went to the wrong timeline and so he ends up with a different Batman and there's a scene where he's, you know, running through time and you're, and it wasn't just Superman, but you're seeing every iteration of Batman from, you know, Adam West, you know, through, through Chris Nolan's, you know, um, so it was, it was, I was fine with it because they were just showing these different possible, you know, timelines. And I think, know. I think it would have been better if the, the CG didn't suck. <laughs> like really bad like they well, look is like it because it's a nickelodeon thing so it's like kind of a tv level but no no no, 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 no big no. budget no flash movie. they they at the the tie it into the nickelodeon thing at the very end of the video oh i see they referenced the new flash movie that has right. a okay. reference to the george reeves from night yeah but all those cg spider uh superman uh they looked waxy like they, it they was, did look like it, it was, and not, and not good wax museum no but like yeah it, bad. it was bad like it was like yeah we, we we outsourced this to you know a third world country that just learned how to use computers <laughs> uh kind of thing um no i loved it you know it was a little it was a little christmas gift it's funny because those are the, like the gifts i get from joe or if I, he knows i have a car ride coming up he's like oh i listen to this podcast you won't usually like it but this episode is all about you tune in you'll like this one so so that's really great it's it's nice to do nice things for people but here's a cautionary tale um it's i would have done this not because it's christmas i you know a few weeks ago 
somebody's car was stalled at a CVS and I was like, oh, do you need a jump? I keep cables in my car. Here's a valuable lesson. Um, it was it was at a, a market basket, you know, and it is just a couple days before Christmas. So I'm even more like, hey, I'm going to wait for this space to open so I can park next to the guy. And he, um, I don't think he knew how to jump cars. And so I'm like, okay, well, you know, red to red, you know, positive, positive. But his battery was on one side, mine's on the other. So I had to get in my car and push my mirror in so I could park right next to him. And my little guy and his friend are there. And I'm like, it's like, is the red for the positive? I said, it doesn't matter. If the red is positive, it has to be positive on there. Black, it's like, you know, it, it, whatever it is, it has. And he's like, is it right? Yep. And I start the car and he starts the car. And it's a weird, like, you know, oh. self-defrancing. And I can see it's smoking. And so I turn my car off. I had to go off the passenger side because he, and then this is the first time I'm talking to this gentleman side by side. Cautionary, always help. Never miss an opportunity to help somebody. It's the most selfish thing you can do. You feel good when you help. You, you get here, greedy for it. Here. You want to feel that feeling all every day. I get it now. I'm ready for it to happen to me. It's not some Scrooge. Uh, didn't realize how high the dude was. <laughs> I mean, when I say, like, I might have been jumping an airplane because he was that high. And I think, you know, I wasn't sure I was safe to drive home because of the content. Look, just standing next to him for 40 well, seconds, you know I could taste colors. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I thought you did the usual, you know, well, you know, I'm going to help this guy out. And so you had to make out first or something like that. And, you know, that's how you, that's how you got all of your, you know. No, hey, 20 bucks is 20 bucks. No, but seriously, it was, it was, oh man. Like, you know, and whose fault is it? It's mine. You know, it's like I should have not helped him. No, because I should have. Because he was high. You're going to have some the guy who's high on the road. Like, it, it, fuck but, you, dude. I mean, you're basically saying, you know, like maybe you should have checked the work kind of thing. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> but I literally couldn't get out of my car without climbing over the other side. So I'm like, yeah, it's fine. No. I say you're also complicit in vehic possible vehicular homicide. You know, I just, I don't want to, you know, be an alarmist here. But So speaking of cars and, and trouble with cars, yeah. um, I don't know if you got, remember a few years ago, there was a little, it took, it took close to a hundred years for us as a country. And, and by us, I mean, 53% of people in this country to say, Hey, you know, the Confederate flag doesn't really stand for anything uh, positive. We should probably take that down. And I remember some TV network stopped airing the Dukes of Hazard because Ooh, okay. of it. And, and yeah, I remember, okay. you know, Bo Duke having some uh, choice words about, you know. Uh, I think that was Luke. Was it Luke? Well, Bo, well, Bo is, uh, who's? John Schneider. John Schneider is. Oh, right. I guess I thought he was Luke. Luke! We'll have our research Luke. department look into it. Um, <laughs> wrong Luke. <laughs> I, I, and that Luke, as far as I know, isn't. So, uh, so the Duke boys are in trouble again yeah. because uh, a few years ago he was quite upset about the Dukes of Hazard being pulled from syndication because unless you're going to – the cost – you know what I mean? To paint out frame by frame, 
you know, that, that. Yeah, yeah, the General Lee's Confederate yeah. flag rooftop. And it's called the General Lee. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, exhibit A, Your Honor. Right. I mean, it couldn't have been wait, a Chinese wait, did, general. Does Sarah Lee do something awful or something? Or? Yeah. <laughs> uh, nobody doesn't like Sarah Lee. You know, That's I've correct. talked to so many people. Yeah. No, it's nobody doesn't like. Oh. Did you not? It's one of those things where it's like, excuse me while I kiss this guy. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. Nobody doesn't, doesn't like Sarah Lee. I like her. Yeah. You like her. Well, you know, if you if you ever eaten Sarah Lee. But uh have you? But the uh the the I have. You know, the uh oh, lucky the, the, so buttery. The, the, the Duke <laughs> it's boy, just getting worse and worse. <laughs> the Duke boys, uh, or 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 this Duke one, should, uh, you know, tweeting out that the president should be executed for treason. Oh, <laughs> I, know, I, I saw that for treason, and his son, uh, yeah. and his son, and his son. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, at least he kept the tweet up. Yep. No. Yep. No. No. He deleted the tweet, of course. <laughs> But that doesn't stop people from screen capping it. But you, you know, know, to to his credit, at least he knew that you know, the punishment for treason can be execution. So I mean, okay. if, if by, yeah. I mean, if treason, by the definition of treason, is not you know reneging on the promise of yeah. um, you know the student loan repayals, yeah. you know, like yeah, that, yeah. that would maybe maybe that's treasonous. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, no, he. He, oh, I, I know I it's complicated. Compl I know it's the Republicans' yeah. fault, guys. There we go. So, Biff, I don't know if this week in crime was a new one because when I went no, it died. Yeah, it died oh. because I did it last time. So well, I did replace it. What, 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 what's happening in that crime ridden haven of the, you know, the land of the rising sun? Well, you know, obviously, you know, with with all this uh, internet stuff going on, there's a lot of cyber crimes going on. Um, there is this concept called the, you know. Uh, you know, the you know, kind of this itadakiko, which means which basically roughly means that the these girls are um, uh, or these women uh, live off of getting stuff from people, and so what basically happens um, is that um, they get themselves on 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 matching apps, uh, you know, like dating apps. And then these, you know, these perverted old old men, you know, get hooked up with these these you know cute girls, you know, all dressed up and whatever these makeup and whatever. And what they do is she just kind of goes and chats and just tells them, hey, oh yeah, you know, I really like I don't have any money, and if I if I don't, you know, if I don't get some money soon, you know, I have to work in these, you know, like you know, in these you know sex shops, right? And so then. Basically, you know, these guys who get get hooked on these, you know, girls thinking that they have a chance or whatever, start sending them money. And apparently that's considered fraud in Japan, you know. And so, like, this girl literally gets arrested and then she gets arrested again because she writes a manual for how to do this. <laughs> and, and, you know, she was selling it, you know, on whatever. So, yeah. That's great, yeah. So, so basically, she's double dipping. You know, she's yep. making money off of the act, and then making money off of selling directions on how to rip other people off. Yeah, it's kind of like somebody wrote a book. You know, if I murdered my wife, yeah, if, if I done it, if I if did, I had done I it, did it. Yeah, yeah, if I did it, yeah, kind of like that. Right. Although all that money went to the government. Anyway, uh, did it? Did yeah. it though? Uh, yeah. All right. I think so. Um, didn't you have a story a couple years ago? Because uh, as we talked in Valentine's Day, women give guys the presents, 
and well, some guy gross. ended up like dating like 48 women within like two weeks before Valentine's Day so he could cash in. Cash in, yes. It's you know, and, and the thing is, too. yeah, the the dumb thing about it is, and obviously he's probably just a scumbag, so he's not going to do stuff. But the the way it works though is is that it's it's a really a dumb thing to do, really, because if you receive on Valentine's Day, you're expected to reciprocate on White Day, which is March 14th, where the guys give. You know, women. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, There's a holiday in Japan called White Day. Yeah. And I'm just learning about this now. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it has to do, all to do with white privilege, but, um, <laughs> you know, so maybe, you know, I thought we, I've talked about this before, like, because we had a Valentine's Day episode, but yeah. bottom line is, is Valentine's Day is, is a day where women give, uh, and primarily chocolates to, you know, to men. But, it's a little bit more comp, you know. It's not. It has only, only partly to do with any, you know, uh, affection or love or anything like that. It's really a gift exchange thing where, uh, so people who are your friends will maybe get, you know, um, these kind of lower end, you know, you know, they'll get those, you know, Werther's mints chocolates or whatever the heck, you right. know, Andy's mints or something like that, right? right. But the then, Kent. right, right, right. <laughs> right. knockoff. You're kind of. If you do give out Valentine's Day chocolates at the office, you're kind of obligated to give stuff to your superiors and stuff like that. And then, you know, and obviously if you're dating somebody, you know, it's going to be a higher value chocolate. But then on March 14th, the men are supposed to reciprocate. And typically, depending on whether you're um, uh, actually dating the person or if it's casual, the expectation is is that the return gift is supposed to be you know anywhere from two to ten times more valuable than the gift you received on Valentine's. Day. talk about a return on investment. Holy mm-hmm. shit! That's correct. And gelt was yeah. I, I'm going to say gelt. You know, like the Jewish coins, the yep. Jewish candy coins. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. So there you go. Not very good. No, it's not. No, I meant not the Jews. The Jews are great. <laughs> I love the Jews. Yeah. I meant the candy. But there's the a term called giri. giri. Giri choco. Um, I don't know if you ever saw, um, um, a, a, I think it's a Netflix show that called was was called Giri Haji, which is a you know it was a Japanese themed uh, Netflix show. But Giri basically means kind of obligation. So Giri choco means obligatory chocolate, and it's one of this. They have these. They sell what they the class of chocolates that's considered to be Giri choco. You know, if you have to buy, you're if you're obligated to buy the chocolates. Here you go. Here's your selection. Kind of yes. Thing. Yeah, it's like government chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's chocolate. I, 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 I'm in. I'm in. Um, Tell me more about this white thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what, what do you got going in the gaming world, Joe? Not a lot. I mean, this this Christmas is not a big gaming Christmas for us because uh, you know we're, we're kind of living <laughs> beyond our means. Um, so I'm not getting the PlayStation Five, but. A friend of mine did give me a PlayStation VR helm uh, set up. So does 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 it work? Do you have one of these? I'm going to hook it up uh, after Christmas. So um, yeah. t- tell everybody the white privilege story of how you wound up with that with that <laughs> VR set. Well, um, I was actually instrumental in you getting this VR yes. set because you asked me as a favor since I live closer to the video game store in which you wanted to purchase this from. You asked me to go. And pick it up for you on you know your behalf you already prepaid for it or whatever i pick it up bring it here to your home and um you tell me all you know thanks the, the kids were they were asking for this vr headset and they were they were they were adamant that they needed to have this because this one game was on it 
and it was for the PlayStation v, uh, VR, PlayStation 4. So they, you know, a couple of weeks go by, and they go, hey, how's that VR thing? Oh, uh, it, we barely took it out of the box. Like, they, <laughs> once, once, once his kids realized, oh, no, we meant the other VR headset, the Oculus. That they already had. That they already had? So, oh. So this is a couple Christmases ago. They want, and the Oculus is a new and the greatest and latest. It's like, we want this one. We get them the Oculus a week, two weeks, three weeks after Christmas. They used it for the first couple of days. But they're not using it at all. I mean, at all. And then that's when they were like, oh, well, we really want the PlayStation 1. It's half the price. <laughs> like, it's literally half the price of the Oculus. And Joe and I did a fundraiser for one of the clubs that the kids are at in school. It was very successful, the retro video game thing. Saw it at the store that we partnered with. And I'm like, ah, oh, should I get this? You know what? No, I'm not getting it. I'm not getting it. And then about two days later, I was like, Joe, can you go get that? It's, it's <laughs> bucks. I'll, I'll, I'll pay you when you come over. So he goes, he gets it. He paid me in pizza. <laughs> you know, and, and love. Yes. Um, he brings it over. I'm like, oh, great. You know, give it to the boys. And I, it's a little convoluted how to set up. It's not like the Oculus, you just put it on and go. There's a lot of moving pieces. They got it. They played it. Too cumbersome. No, we're going to go back to the Oculus. Oh, and, 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 that's a story. And that's when I started um, calling the different fire stations to find out what is a drop-off age. Drop like, what is a cut-off age Cut that off. you can just drop children off, no questions asked. Oh my goodness! So a year, a year or so later, I'm you know management is out of town. Um, I can really get some cleaning done, and by cleaning done, throw shit out. Yes, TSO. Hey, like in three years from now, hey, whatever happened to this thing? I don't know. It must have been robbed. You know, that's actually <laughs> yeah. that's going to be my uh, my one of my weekend projects for the next two weekends when I have some extra time is uh, I'm putting a bunch of just garbage on eBay. So. Nice. Yeah. And so I can get rid of, I can liquidate a lot of product. And so I, I, I come across this, I'm like, oh, fuck, I still have, you know, Joe might want it. So, and a twist of fate, Joe came over last week, and now uh, he's a proud owner. Yes, thank you. So uh, I, I'm going to see, before I leave, I'm at, so for those of you who don't know, I'm actually visiting Jacques at his home today. We're recording mm, in his yep. basement. And I am going to ask if he has any VR games because I got to get, you know, they got to get a games with the VR. I can't just play yeah. the thing without the games. So I don't know. I, I, I didn't know, know if you. Yeah, we can look. All right. I, don't know. I literally don't. I didn't know. I just didn't. Because that's, that's the thing about the Oculus. It's all you buy in the game. There's no cartridges. Yeah, no with the PlayStation thing, you had to buy, I, had to buy, I had to buy a camera because it relies on like the motion. Oh. Um, the controllers rely on the camera. So, you know, it's, kind of, it's a whole thing. But, but. As Joe came over, I, I was setting up a game system that, you know, then Joe's helping me set up. What, what am I going to be playing later on, Joe? I, I, I can't believe you got your hands on the system. It's the hottest thing. It's an, <laughs> nobody can find them. It's literally in no, I don't think anybody sells them anymore. They're that hot. Uh, the Atari 2600. <laughs> and it's um, a game that I brought over from my collection that I'm surprised he didn't have in his collection. Missile Command. That we talked wow. about we talked about recently and you, you mentioned missile command and i said oh, yeah. i think i have missile command elbow because you would sit there and play no so that's <laughs> uh you know, so that that's what will be will be keeping me keeping me warm i was playing a little missile command uh yeah actually we back to gaming news i was 
or to wrap up gaming news, I cracked open um, Atari 50, you know, that um, that new anniversary collection with like okay, the yeah. history of uh, Atari games. Uh, I, 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 I reopened that game because um, what's great is that they, they've added more games to their library. Oh. So like if you have it, and you are connected to the internet like most people are right 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 it'll right. like automatically download an update download. Oh. and that's like it had like eight more games you know so it's like cool they're actually like like the this company that, that put this together uh they're they're called digital eclipse they're just like video game nerds that like and they're curators of video game history and they're all about preservation and i'm glad that they're like way into the support of like preserving the the history of old video games and like making it available so that people can like play them on modern consoles. Right, right, right. You know, so and I was playing Missile Command last night on the uh, on the Atari Fifty. So you know what? Um, if for some reason, we can't get Missile Command working on the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. I'll just buy you Atari Fifty. Do, do you remember how I got that Twenty Six Hundred? Yes, I was uh, um, on my phone as I usually do, perusing the internet. Uh, cruising Craigslist, as the kids call it, and um, I said, uh, "Wow, uh, on the free section, there's an Atari 2600, like up for grabs with like a box of games and like manuals and stuff." And I mentioned this on the podcast, right. and I, you know, I was like, "Oh, it's in it's in Lowell. I'm not live in Lowell, and I don't know anybody lives <laughs> in Lowell, Massachusetts. Yeah. Um, what's the zip code here?" And I go, ah, "Wait a minute." I do have a friend. And so I told Jacques, I was like, hey, the listing was just listed like 15 minutes ago. This thing might still be around. So you reached out, you got it. I think you got a Wii uh, along with it. Yeah, I threw it. And, uh, and again, the price was, <laughs> the price was? Uh, Zero dollars uh, European. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so which, which, you know. In, but then with the tax. With Bidenomics. <laughs> Thanks, Obama. Yeah. Uh, and it's the Vader. It's the rare all black. It, it's not rare, but it's like one of the, it's the cooler version. It's much right, cooler. Right, doesn't, right. But it doesn't have the wood green. So oh. actually, cool is up to, is in the eye of the beholder. And that's true. I mean, <laughs> cool because vader not cool because you had the family truckster you know family vacation kind of vibe with right you, you needed the the, the, the the what do they call it the book boarding or board board bar i don't know what i'm talking about um it doesn't have the wood grain um everything mm. needs wood grain i think the new playstation 6 should have all wood grain wood just grain. be made entirely out of wood even the chips <laughs> <laughs> let's get old school baby and it's biodegradable uh and you you watching you watching any sport these days there biff you know, it's kind of been a wacky. Um, you know, for the for maybe the last ten years, there was a lot of complaints about goaltending being too good and nobody scoring. But lately, it's been kind of fun where multiple multiple goal goal comebacks are, have become relatively commonplace in the NHL. So it's been kind of wacky. Like one of the things I did the other day was I, uh, uh Toronto was losing to Columbus like um five to one. I said, well, I'm not gonna freaking watch this game. Well, they eventually came back inside the game was like okay this was, that was a missed opportunity so it, it's so it's been kind of fun but yeah that's it and then you know the other thing in sport obviously i live in los angeles so the big uh off-season uh, activity in baseball is the signing recent signing of uh, shohei otani here are, are that you is... familiar with this joe this, uh, no. this signing no okay it, it is the most mind-blowing contract how, how much do you think this baseball player's contract is so worth? it's a 10-year contract 
Can you count how many? That? How how much per? You know, how much do you think? I'm going to say fifty million a year. That's so, a pretty good guess. That's a pretty good guess. It's, it's yeah. pretty good guess. So if you go back, the unthinkable era contract that the Texas Rangers had then signed, I think it was a quarter billion dollars. It was ten years, two hundred and fifty million. Yeah. That was that was unthinkable. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely unthinkable. unthinkable. Uh, ten years, seven hundred million. Wow. And here's the most 70... fucked up thing: what little I know about baseball. Worth it. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a, there's several wackiness to this contract, right? First of all, ten years, seventy million, lots of money, right? Um, Is but it a Bobby Bonilla actually... style contract? Where it... <laughs> yes, 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 oh. yes, kind of. Okay. Actually, he only gets paid two million dollars a year for the ten years that he's playing for the Dodgers. And then there's the rest of it is deferred until later. And actually, it was Otani's camp that proposed this because the idea was that he wanted to win championships. So he basically said, you know what? I'm only going to take $2 million from the payroll so that you could get other players. Wow. And so, and so one of the, uh, you know, the rumors is that there's another, uh, there's a Japanese pitcher who's never played in the major leagues that you know several you know um, uh, ball clubs were has been bidding for and, and he's reportedly also joining the Dodgers because you know when you know Otani says yeah you should join the Dodgers like when you have who is arguably the greatest player in the history of Japan telling you yeah you should join me on my team I think it's pretty hard to say nah I'm gonna do my own thing so, so is, this the, is he the Gronk to uh, Otani's Brady <laughs> well so. So this guy, best yeah. pitcher in baseball, right? For like a few. I don't years. know if he's the best. I don't he, know if he's the best pitcher in baseball, but he's one of Ota- the guys. Otani's one of the best pitchers in baseball. He is one of the top pitchers when he can pitch. One of the best, you know, hitters. That's in the baseball. thing. Yeah. When's the last time you've had a pitcher who's batting above two hundred? Yeah. Let right. alone I mean, a guy yeah. like this. I mean, so. basically, you know, his comparable is Babe Ruth. You know. That's his comparable. But you know, there are people who argue that he's like you know, the greatest player in the history of baseball already. And he doesn't I, want anything. So Well, you know, I and and, and we won't go down the rabbit hole too yeah. much. I, I I am hard pressed to say anybody who played before full integration. Sure, yeah. Really it's hard to look, I'm not taking anything away from Ted Williams, and I know it's sacrilege in yeah. Boston to say that. He never face satchel page yeah in his prime you know he never played against some of the best players so you know they're, they're some of the greatest white players of all yeah. time but and, and i don't mean when jackie robinson broke the color barrier but you yeah. know it was like 10 years after yeah. when it was true integration that that those that's when that's when yeah. baseball and really 10 years later the red sox and then 10 years later the red, <laughs> it's true it's true yeah. they were the they were the you know you know, Boston, well, well-deserved racist reputation. On one hand, Bruins, first black player. Yep. The Celtics, first black player, first black starting Head lineup. For, like all five yep. starting lineup, yep. first coach, first general manager, yep. first president. Like like yep. every, Red Sox, you know, <laughs> the last team to integrate. And they had to be forced to integrate. Yeah. That's why it's that's why Yawkey Way is no longer Yawkey Way. Yeah, because the Yawkeys were... Uh, yeah. Pretty, Racist. Yeah, unabashed, unabashed racist. Yeah. So, uh, no, but when I heard $700 million for 10 years, it's like, 
Yeah. But think about it. With that, with, thanks to Bidenomics, that, that 70 million isn't going to be worth as much 10 years from now as right. it is yeah. you know, today. Yeah. You know, it's, um, and, uh, you know fun, other funny things that have you know come out of it is that, well, you know, he could now he's escaping the high California taxes because he doesn't have to pay taxes on 70 million for the first 10 years. Yeah. Of course, he's probably going to take that money to Japan where the taxes are probably even higher than California, but still. You know, or, or maybe, or maybe not. <laughs> so breaking the fourth wall, we're eating Reese's. Um, I'm sorry, Hershey's Kisses, and a lot of them. And I was gonna pour them in this white bowl that Jacques supplied. He goes, no, 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 I'm gonna use that for the wrappers. I'm like, all right. So I just pour them on the table, and I'm we're eating them, and we're eating them. And every now and then, I see him like flicking something to like a paper bag onto the side of the table. I'm like, what? And I'm like, what's he doing? Oh yeah, he's not using the bowl for the wrappers. That uh, right here on the table. Uh, you, you can know, edit this part out. No, 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 it's all staying in. Um, so my only sports, again, uh, <laughs> last year I had to get caught up on football, soccer. Right, and right. Thanks yeah. to Ted Lasso and welcome to Wrexham. I know a lot of the rules. But once my little guy fell down the rabbit hole, now I'm pretty versed at like how European soccer works. And it is convoluted because there they you know i won't get into it but now i'm also trying to figure out how swim meets work because my oldest kid again theater kid not a sports kid played high school football now he's on a high school swim team and i don't understand how the scoring works because <laughs> they're scoring they're scoring yeah because yeah, they, thought, it's, I, it's I, a team I, event. Team I thought event. it was like drowned, not drowned. Like it was like all right, <laughs> right. And you know, it is. It's it's interesting because I'm sitting in the stands, and I got I got to say two things. First of all, it's funny when you can see the seasoned parents whose this is their family thing, and their kids been in mm -hmm. swim forever, and they know what's going on and their pappy did swimming and their grandpappy did swimming. <laughs> uh, I will also say I saw something at his first meet a couple weeks ago that I've never seen in high school sports. And it was fucking awesome. A mermaid. Oh, <laughs> at Merman? one point. So there's all these different, there's, there's, you know, he's competed like, so in the meet the other day, he competed in, uh, the backstroke, the 200 meter backstroke, the 200 meter butterfly, which he thought he was really good at the backstroke and not the butterfly. And he ended up like being second in the butterfly, which, you know, which he did better than the backstroke. And then there's team relays where each person swims a hundred meters, but it's a different stroke each time. So it's like, so it, it's, it's, and it's co-ed, not like, Oh, the girls backstroke the board. It's co-ed. You're competing at the same time in the same heats and matches. So he wasn't part of this, but there is like a 500 meter, like a 20 lap, you know, event. The first person who finishes probably finished a lap and a half before the second place who finished a lap. When the, there's six lanes, when the fifth person finished, maybe six laps after the person who won. There's a swimmer who still had three laps to go. And the whole place was cheering for this swimmer. And God, it cool. was, it was awesome. And it wasn't, oh, come on, or, you know, mocking or anything. It wasn't right. their team that was cheering. It was my son's team 
and the team that this swimmer was on. And I filmed like the last, like probably 20 seconds as they were swimming to hopefully capture what I thought was going to happen. The whole crowd erupted because she didn't quit. She didn't be like, oh, well, I'm out of it. You know what I mean? She finished the race and it was, it was awesome. It's been, and it's, it's how supportive this environment was versus the football environment he just kind (laughs) of came from. Um, More importantly, how many likes did it get on the ground? Oh, I didn't post it. That oh, was, come that, on. That was just for that, 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 that's shocking. Like you're saying that, like you know, because you know there was a there was a great heartwarming story of um, the, you know, in this local football game recently where there was this, you know, I think it might have been a private school, um, uh, team playing a minority majority <laughs> team, and the uh, football players throwing tortillas uh, at the uh, other team. So, Ooh. like when you have heartwarming stories like that here, I'm. Shocked to hear you say you're so down on uh, Were they food insecure? Is that why they were throwing those tortillas? <laughs> yeah, who knows, right? Well, I mean, you know, it's, it's the yeah. same thing. Like, my little guy was playing, you know, football in northern, like, you know, New Hampshire a few weeks ago. And he's the only well, – one of only two gringos on his team. And playing a bunch of, like uh, – I thought for a moment you said one of the two ringos. And I'm thinking, uh, a lot of Bradens on the team, <laughs> and uh, yeah, some of the some of the things that were being said, and we've talked about that. But no, this swim thing, it was like, wow, this is really great. Um, it was re- it was a really great moment. So so I'm trying to learn this yeah. sport now, but it's funny. Like earlier, his friend was over, uh, wrapping some presents. Management gets back to town, and here we are watching uh, Manchester City play Crystal Palace on Telemundo. And what was funny is like his best friend speaks a little Spanish, but it's Portuguese, but the three of us are watching. That's how much football has taken over our lives. And then there was an argument because it was an offsides thing. I know they changed the rule in the Prem League and it's, it's akin to with the NHL Biff. um, Now you can have one foot offsides. You know, well, you well, can they, have, well, they're well. They they took away the center line for two line passes, kind of right? Like that, right. But but also, you can have one yeah. foot over the blue line. It used to be you couldn't have any part of the body over the yeah. blue line before the puck entered. Now you can yeah. straddle the line, unless it's changed yeah. again. But the same no. thing in the prep. And I will tell you, I watched so many clips. You know, on Instagram, there are some really smart people up there where if a defender realizes they're going to be outmatched. They will run it in the wrong direction, or it seems to be in the wrong direction, leaving somebody wide open because okay. that puts it's them off sides. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. It's like, oh, once they get the ball, I won't be able to keep up with them. So if before just before the ball's kicked, if they run two steps forward, that player is now off sides by no fault of their own. So teacher. But here we are, he's strategic. <laughs> we're watching it and you know it's like and my little girl's like five bucks i'm like 10 push-ups like we're going 10 push-ups uh but yeah me and his friend lucas were right and he was wrong on the offside but that's how much we watch football so anything that comes up on the prem league live like sometimes like the peacock will you know show games later but we watch games in telemundo now because uh because it's live and it's awesome and if you hit the sap button is it in english Oh, interesting. 
No. No. <laughs> uh, what was interesting is when they went to the call, it's like, you know, call under review and the Chiron in the picture in picture was in English because they're using one feed. They're using, you know, the, the feed that's coming out of there. The English announcer is gold. So, <laughs> so gold. Uh, it is great. The, the call, on, you know, oh, the passion. So this segues into what I'm watching. I finished watching the four episode on David Beckham. Biff, do you realize how great David Beckham is or was? And secondly, do you realize how shit the MLS was when he got here? That, did you see the, um, do you know the viral clip that came out of that documentary? Oh, oh, when, when his wife is trying to say yeah, how poor, because he grew up poor. You right. know, dad works six to seven days a week. Right. Dude, that, and he's well, pissed. He's right. pissed. Because well, she's so, like, oh, we were working class. Working class. And so have you have you seen this clip by Joe? No, but Jacques did explain it to me a few weeks ago. Yes. Yeah. We're very working, working class. Be day. honest. I, I am being Be honest. honest. I am being what honest. What did your dad drive you to school in? So my dad, did, no, one my dad, what well, was it? Uh, it's not a simple answer what because car, what did you get your dad to drive? It depends. No, 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 no. Okay. What in car? the eighties, my dad had a Rolls Royce. Thank you. Yeah. So, so that's what I'm watching and Miracle on 34th street. And are you watching anything Biff? Besides no. hockey? Okay. Um, but I will be watching, um, I think, uh, to refresh my, you know, have a refresher. I do want to rewatch the, um, the uh the 19 uh the 2022 women's olympic gold medal game again so i i because you know i might be talking to somebody who's interested in that among other things and yeah no that's all i'm watching the only sports thing i uh watched was um that clip that i forwarded to the fnh text group from david letterman's youtube channel yeah that was great 1985 uh, second annual uh letterman late night film festival yeah and it was michael j fox's entry and I forget what the title was, but it was essentially like him like lacing up to play hockey, juxtaposed with him uh, be preparing to join like a string quartet or an orchestra. Yeah. And then uh, yeah, it was. It, but then what blew my mind was that some of the people on the F and H thread like recognized the players <laughs> the and, the, and the umpire, I mean, the referee, um, yeah. um, from the from the clip. The people you know, who were in the clip, yeah. Yeah, like I was like, oh my God. And the clip was from 85. Yeah. Yeah. Well, think about it. 85, I'm out there in 95, and those guys were still playing. Yeah. It, yeah. it is. It was you, Biff. I think you knew most of the players. Well, so no, I, I actually, Tom, I, I recognized the same guy, but Tom Tom Rizout just, uh, Tommy um, uh, recognized, um, uh, uh, you know, the, uh, this guy Larry, Larry right away. Larry yeah. right away. And uh-huh. then, Back when he had a mullet, and then I recognized the guy who played the ref because, and the ref also because, uh, but I, um, but th- that kind of stuff is relatively common. Where like, I've had more than one conversations where, you know, like we go into the locker room for pickup and says, "Hey, these guys are looking for you know hockey players for a you know for a shoot, you know. So if you can, if you're available on this day on this day, contact this guy. I mean, that's, yeah, that that's happened several times. Yeah. That's uh, interesting. So, anyways, I was, you know, I don't usually post much on the uh, the no. FNH thread. So, and I didn't even like really say anything. I just bloop, put the clip and it was there. great. You know, uh, see, so you're not just curating podcasts and, and clips for me. I am a curator. Right. You were, uh, are you watching anything? We, we cover anything with the yeah. holiday movies. <laughs> yeah, I think we covered everything with the holiday movies. I don't uh, know of anything else that I uh, was am watching of note. 
that uh, you guys would relate to. Um, yeah, yeah. So, how about a parenting tip? I can relate to. Oh a parenting my God! Tip. Do I have parenting tips for you? Don't be ridiculous, cousin Laddie. Um, you know, my parenting tip. If I had one parenting tip this holiday <laughs> season, it would be for all of the parents in the world to join hands. Uh, yeah. No, I would say, well, you know what my parenting tip is, is to, um, you know, make it so that your kids don't expect a lot of presents on Christmas, you know, <laughs> their expectations low. Uh, or, um, yeah, I, honestly, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not, I just know that my kids are 23 and 18 which makes me legally not a parent anymore. <laughs> so I'm free. I don't know what that means. I, I it just means that I, like I, all like the stuff that Christmas used to mean doesn't mean much anymore. Like I'm walking around the stores now and I'm like looking at things that like I would used to think my kids would like for Christmas. Like these little, I, I look at it all and I'm like, this is junk. This is like money that can go towards a house. Like this is all like money that can go towards other things like a college education or something. None of this, none of this means anything. You're all a bunch of sheep. Bah, bah. And, and do you got a holiday uh, parenting tip, Biff? Uh, you know, not a holiday one, but it, you know what's really great is like when you can essentially um, get your kids to try the same foods that you actually like. So that, you know, when I want to go out somewhere and I want to order extra items, I could just invite my kid and say, hey, I'm going to go to blah, blah, blah. You want to come along? And he'll say yes. And then I, yeah, I get, you know, I get extra dishes that I can order That's because awesome. now there's two people. So my parody tip, little guy had a football uh, tournament in what they played half games and they won the first one 2 nil. He had a goal in that one. They won the second one 3 nil. I had two uh, first assists in that one. And then in the final game, tied 1-1-1. One, 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 and with the clock ticking down, the other team, you know, scores. And he and his team were upset because um, in basketball, if the ball leaves the hand and the buzzer goes, it, it counts. Um in football, you kick the ball, you know, through the uprights, or you throw a pass until that play is over. And, 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 you know, the real football, the game's over when the, when the, when the, wherever the ball is, when the whistle blows. Right. The end. And so it literally had about five, ten feet to go before it goes in the net. And, what a, and by the way, the whistle's at the discretion of the ref. No, no, oh. and, and that, but this, this was a timer. This was, oh, it okay, was an okay. extra time. Oh, it was God. like, because it was a tournament thing and like the fields had a like turnover. It's like the clock's going, this is it. And my parenting advice is like, don't be tied. Like, like you want to win the game? Don't let a bad call. Don't let, you know, a, a lucky bounce be the deciding factor. Be better. So you, you can blame the refs. You can blame fate. You can blame all this stuff. Or you can fucking play better you little prick and make sure that you're not tied i blame the victim i you know what i uh <laughs> so you know so he was upset but i'm like yeah dude you guys were a better team and they did they had one, one kid nailed the crossbar if it was one of those ones where i'm pretty sure the crossbar had a dent in it like it was uh and 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 another one hit the crossbar, hit the far post, and bounced out versus bouncing in. So you know what? You make one of those, it's a different game. So uh, Yeah. 
My parenting tip is fucking play better and you won't have to have, you know, a little crying fest on the drive home. Oh, they shouldn't have counted. Well, you should have been better. I'm done. I do have a a bad parenting tip. (laughs) um, I mean, if you want to save somebody, save yourself. (laughs) Scrape them off. That's it. That's my, no, that's my, that was my stupid Scrooge. Uh, any self-indulgent requests before I go? It is the holiday season. I feel self-indulgent. Scrooge, do, 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 do a good Scrooge. I don't know. Scrooge. Scrooge. Oh, gosh. Uh, where are you going? I, I have to go home. It's Christmas Eve. You can't go home. No, no, we're working late. But I have to take my son to the doctor appointment. I care. If you don't work late, I can't work late. If I can't work late, I can't work late. I, I fucked up. I five. There was a third thing, and I didn't do it right. Uh, I was looking for a Francis Xavier cross. <laughs> That's another uh, quote from the movie uh, Scrooge. Uh, What's another any uh, what's another movie uh, quote that I could do? You could do uh, a, you could do you could do a Christmas song as Gilbert Gottfried or something like that too. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. You could do a like Last Christmas as Gilbert Gottfried or something like that. <laughs> and if anybody's playing the the Wham uh, whatever that that Wham game, you know they may get thrown off. But you know, yeah. If only I had the lyrics to such a. You know what? I I was going to be dumb, but I'm going to pop back in here. Um, so we all we all agree. I think collectively as a society we agreed that. Um, you know, so this is Christmas by John Lennon is an amazing song. Did anybody remember the cries in the streets for that to be covered by John Legend this year? And the answer is no. I I was so happy when he redid "Baby It's Cold Outside" with with uh, more with nicer lyrics. But yeah, Lyrical. yeah, but that's not you know. So this is Christmas by John Lennon. There are a yeah. few songs that you don't have to cover. Nobody right. needs your fucking take on it. Also, <laughs> also. You know, having a wonderful Christmas time by Paul McCartney, that should have never been recorded. <laughs> <laughs> that is an awful song. And yet, oh my God. and yet, when I ask our listening device, play Christmas songs, that routinely comes up. Boom. Somebody covered that this year. Boom, boom. Oh Somebody decided, you know, that that you know. That, that I, I think means... if they're gonna do it, it needs to be like a death metal cover, and that, that's about the only acceptable cover that you can I, have. You know who song. would have loved to have covered that song? Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy fucking Fallon would co- so cover that song. You know, I saw Jimmy Fallon on Jimmy Kimmel uh, last week. He was uh, he's he did, he put out a Christmas album with like Megan Trainer, okay. and they're like doing like duets and stuff. I don't know. I mean, you know, Jimmy Fallon, he's fine. He's a fine yeah, person, yeah. I suppose. But yeah. enough already with uh, the cuteness. Yeah. But anyways, I found the, their lyrics to Last Christmas. All right, here we go. So I don't have a, a track. I don't have the music, but I'll do it a cappella. And then maybe, Jack, give me a click track. I don't know. Wait, wait, what's, what's happening? Oh, we're going to do a production uh, on the fly? You don't need. Oh, you want to play the. I wonder if you could play the. Um, well, oh, the, the karaoke. Uh, go ahead, but they're not going to pick it up. Let me ask. Oh, that's true. It's going to be all screwy. Good up, John. See you in St. Louis. <laughs> Meet me in St. Louis, which is also a Christmas. They have. Uh, have yourself a little merry little Christmas. All right, here we go. 
imagine that there's some... Last Christmas, <laughs> I gave you my heart, but the very next day, you gave it away. This year, to save me from tears, I'll give it to someone special. Once bitten and twice shy, I keep my distance, but you still catch my eye. Tell me, baby. have a heart attack from that surprise. Happy Christmas. I wrapped it up and sent it with a note saying I love you. I meant it. Now I know what a you fool I meant. <laughs> but I, you kissed me now and I know you fool me again. Last Christmas I gave you my heart but the very next day Gave it away! He had a hat this year <laughs> to save me from fear. I'll give it to someone special. Merry Christmas, everybody. Oh Happy my god. Happy New Year. That, that was, was epic. Stupid. Oh my how god. Did, you know, now I know how he died. It was from that, that voice. No. God, God bless you. I so miss it. I've been listening to the Christmas episodes of the Gilbert Gottfried podcast with Mario Cantone as the guest. Mm. They are classics. He was like a, an annual Christmas guest for the okay. on the podcast. For the, like, he would and, and Mario Cantone talk about self-indulgent theater. That guy would go <laughs> on. He would do like Judy Garland impressions and Betty Davis impressions, and the two of them back and forth would do like duets of impressions. Fucking phenomenal. That's kind of where I was inspired to do the shitty impression song on this podcast. So uh, you can blame them for that. No, that was fantastic. I know. I, but yeah, I, I, I would give it a listen if you if you have absolutely nothing else to do this holiday season. Uh, check out the Gilbert Gottfried podcasts uh, with Mario Cantone. And I think there's like a YouTube video where like they have all of them put together or a playlist. It's out yeah. there. And Mario Cantone from Stoneham, Massachusetts. Stoneham's own. Oh, so, interesting. Uh, so, Happy New Year, Biff. Happy New Year. And Merry Christmas, you old building and loan you. <laughs> and um, Merry Christmas, Jacques. I love you. I love you, Biff. I love Lamp. <laughs> 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 Don't forget. <laughs> <laughs>